High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, those of you whose brain's stuck in a T-Rex, those of you out there who's named Tanny, those of you whose parts maybe were cut from the original film. Oh, and an extra special shout out today to those of you film preservationists, film restorers out there for making today's episode possible. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some Iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session. So let's chat about your homework. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. We're back. A dinosaur story. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your sophomore year of High School Slumber Party. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, didn't you cover this episode already? Hmm, I distinctly remember skipping this episode. Well, guess what? We're here, we're back, and if you skipped that episode, the original episode we did on Tammy and the T-Rex, shame on you. That is your homework. Stop this now and listen to that, because if you don't, well, this isn't going to make any sense. So let me give you some time. Good. I'm glad you listened to it. Guess what? This still isn't going to make sense. Why? Because this movie doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It's Tammy and the T-Rex, an obscure movie that's, you know, I guess coming to prominence now. Prominence is a strong word. I guess it's, uh, you know, more people are seeing it now than ever before. That's thanks to a lot of things. That's thanks to the wonderful thing we call the Internet. Speaking of the Internet, that's where you can find this show on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Or, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Like the place you're listening to us right now. Whether that be Google Play. Whether that be iTunes. Ah, I do that all the time. Whether it be Apple Podcasts. Whether it be Stitcher. Or whether it be Spotify. And while you're there, why don't you uh, give us a little five-star rating? Or how about a nice, wonderful, happy review? That would be the most lovely thing you can do. Well, I stand corrected. The most lovely thing you can do is tell a friend about High School Slumber Party. Tell a friend about all the great, wonderful things we do here on this podcast. Tell a friend how I assign you homework every week and how I get mad when you don't do that homework and how I'm still mad that John Cusack is still blocking us on Twitter. But that's another story for another day. Today is Tammy and the T-Rex, and today we're talking about your homework. So in addition to listening to our original episode on Tammy and the T-Rex, if you are fortunate enough to have the means right now and dip into that old pocket of yours, 
No, I'm not asking for money. Come on, you know this is a free podcast. The price is $0.0. But, you know, there's supplementals. It's like college, less like high school, but you gotta buy the books sometimes, you gotta watch the movies. And today we're talking about, like I said, Tammy and the T-Rex, but not that PG version or PG-13 version that you've been seeing floating around the internet. No, there's a new version. It's released by a company called Vinegar Syndrome. I guess they cleaned it up. It's a 4K restoration. It looks awesome. And the film is different because this is the supposed original intention. This is the R cut. So, I don't know. I was so excited to watch it. I was so excited to talk about it because I just love that this film exists. So if you were able to order the DVD, or I should say Blu-ray, or whatever they're calling discs these days great and it's a great buy google it vinegar syndrome if you get it it, honestly like i enjoyed it it has all these great special features which we'll talk about today but let's just say you're not in the obscure restored dvd blu-ray 4k restoration market that's okay if you happen to have the channel showtime they actually have this Well, it's not like, you know, 4K quality. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Does streaming do that? Wow. I sound like such an old man today. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just really don't know. But if you have Showtime, it's on their, like, app. I think it's called Show Anytime. And you could watch it there, too. And, you know, if you just want to watch it and you don't want to commit to Showtime, just get a free trial or something. Watch it and then cancel it. Showtime people out there, I'm not advocating that. You have a great channel. That's just a way to get the kitties in. You know that. Anyway, watch it somehow because it's great. The two versions are different. Maybe not different enough to some, but I thought they were different. And we'll talk about it today. And guess what? We have the same guests we had on Tame and the T-Rex, the original time we talked about it way back when. And again, check that episode out in our archive at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. But today, you know, they're not together because I kind of wanted to do this off the cuff whenever I could get a chance. Today we have two separate interviews with the great Caragale O'Regan. You know her from this network, Wistful Thinking. She's also been on the most recent lap of Too Fast, Too Forever here on the network. And of course, one of my good friends, Jenny O'Connell, is back. Jenny was the person who originally pointed out Tammy and the T-Rex to me, so I had to have her back to see what this famed gore cut uh, meant to her, I guess. So like I said, I recorded them separately. So I'll play two separate interviews back to back. It's interesting to see when you talk to two separate people about the same movie, what they agree with, what they disagree with, things they mentioned that were the same, things they mentioned that were completely different. I love it. I loved the results. It made me think, you know, we should probably do some revisits of some other films. Maybe if there's special editions or re-releases actually got an email from one of you wonderful slumberers out there recently. I mean, it was kind of negative email, but talking about The Outsiders and how when we covered it, we didn't do it justice. I know there's a new version of it, so maybe we'll cover that this year. Who knows? Speaking of you slumberers participating out there, don't forget you could participate on Facebook. You could participate on Twitter. You could participate on Instagram. And when I say participate, I mean holler at me, you know? Talk to me. Tell me what you think about Taming the T-Rex. Tell me what you think about the podcast. I love hearing it. I love interacting with you guys. Class participation is a huge part of your grade. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. You know what's more important than class participation? Attendance. Well, if that's the case, I should cut you a little bit of slack, right? Maybe let you go a little bit early. So let's do this, right? Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. So first up will be Caragale O'Regan. Class dismissed. So, Kara, welcome back. I bet you never thought you'd be discussing this film again. I never thought I'd watch it again. <laughs> but I, I sincerely appreciate it. You know, they made this new cut, and I said, why not? We're talking again, Tammy and the T-Rex, what is being called the gore cut on the internet, but I think it, they're just calling it Tammy and the T-Rex. You saw it? First impressions? What do you think? What the similarities, differences? I was so hoping it was going to be a better movie, Um, (laughs) but it was the same movie with slightly more fake blood. It wasn't even that gory, because this gore cut has been kind of like legendary. Like there's always been like this rumor that there's this other version of Tammy and the T-Rex that's actually good and extremely gory, and neither of those things were true. But, but... The vinegar syndrome restoration of like the print of it, so now it's in like 4K or whatever, is beautiful. And I do did in both watches enjoy the costumes a lot. So it was nice to be able to see <laughs> some more of the detailing in a higher resolution. But other than that, I mean, woof. Well, I- I'm definitely glad to have you on again, mainly because I know you're more of an expert on this genre maybe than I am. <laughs> And the I was, uh, teenage T-Rex genre? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was hoping you'd tell me, like, is this enough gore? Like, I, I guess no. it doesn't live up to its, its uh, supposed hype. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. I mean, because it... Except maybe, like, the scene where they saw Paul Walker's skull open and, like, poke at his brain a little bit. <laughs> Other than that, it's, like, not that gross, which I am disappointed by. Yeah, that's the big one. Like, that's the big addition, gore-wise. I mean, okay, so here's my opinion. I thought it was better just because I was able to connect more dots than the the original one. But that still doesn't make it good, you know? Yeah. I was debating this uh, earlier, but, like, I'm not sure if gun to my head, someone's like, which version of Tammy and the T-Rex do you want your friend to watch at the slumber party? I don't know which one I'm picking, because part of me likes that original cuts, I don't know, like the... Incoherence? Yes, yes. That's the the perfect word for it. (laughs) Maybe I didn't want to know all the answers, you know? Yeah. Not not that they're all answered. (laughs) One of the big additions here, I don't know if you caught, is like the mad scientist assistant has a lot more lines in this one. Oh yeah and i love wait which one because i like the lady she's making a lot of real weird choices but well, you're actually, talking about the both, computer guy yeah right, both have more lines in this one so like his sidekicks are fleshed out a little bit more mm-hmm. in, in this cut I, again i i wish i knew names but i'll never have to know their names. you don't have to no <laughs> it's not worth it 
leave those brain cells for something else. <laughs> so we'll say the lady helper. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would call her <laughs> the dude's right hand person, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more of like a backstory in this version. I don't know if you caught that. Like, apparently she might be a porn star in this one. Oh, that would explain why she's so horny at everyone. <laughs> Yeah, because there's like a scene where, in this one, and it's cut from the original, where they discuss, it's like, oh, you might have seen her in some films. I don't think you've seen those kind of films. It's something like that. Yeah, I have to admit, I was not paying like super (laughs) close attention. That's okay. I didn't expect you to. I'm just happy you could watch it again. So there's really that. And then again, like that computer dude has some more lines. Like he's more like self-deprecating in this one, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which... It's funny because, as we've said, like, this gore coat was supposedly legendary, and it does look beautiful. But a lot of what was cut wasn't gore. It was just, like, mild... Exposition. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like mild exposition. Helpful details for the story. <laughs> some sexual humor. Mm-hmm. I'll backtrack a little. Supposedly a legendary supposed sex scene between the T-Rex and Denise Richards. Mm. And that wasn't here, so I guess it doesn't exist. The only thing we got That's is... That's not necessarily true. <laughs> I'm sure it exists or existed <laughs> at some point. You know, maybe like the film from that didn't get preserved very well or, you know, they didn't preserve it at all or they just they watched it and they were like, mm, you know, maybe we actually don't need this. That doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't exist. OK, you know what? That's better because I'd like to believe it still exists. Because in the widescreen, like, restoration here, because I think the one that you could see on YouTube is definitely, like, a a full-screen version. Mm -hmm. But you can see that the T-Rex has his hand on Denise Richards' butt. And, like, that's, (laughs) (laughs) like, when they're waking up, like, that's the spooning they're doing. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it could have existed there. Yeah. I'm disappointed we didn't see it. Again, people listening out there, I'm disappointed we didn't see it because I want to know it exists, not because I'm into that. But <laughs> regardless, I was like, they added this at least. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's something. I'm still torn. Again, I want to reward someone like Vinegar Syndrome for doing stuff like this. So I don't want to say Oh, I yes. God this. bless the film archivists, without which, you know, uh, the entirety of film history would be lost to us, which most of it actually is because it wasn't preserved by archivists. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. So, like, I'm so happy it exists, but it doesn't mean, like, I don't know. It didn't make this movie suddenly amazing or something. Mm-hmm. So any uh, tidbits from the fashion that you noticed, like besides the vivid colors, was there anything that stuck out to you differently or even more so this time? No, not really. It was really just more like being able to see like just details on the clothes as opposed to just kind of blobs of color on the screen, uh, which is kind of what they looked like in... <laughs> you know, lower resolution. So, you know, like Denise Richards wears that red velvet high-low dress with like the cross belts. Mm. That was cool. Byron has some interesting detailing on his clothing, you know, so just like little things like that that I appreciated. Byron definitely, there's a little bit more backstory to him in this one. Very little, but... (laughs) Yeah, this is another case of uh, something that we talk about a lot on Wistful Thinking, which is this movie's about the wrong person. Um, (laughs) I want a version of this movie about Byron. I think he's great. He should definitely be the main character. Or I just want a version of this movie that's just about the mad scientists. You know, like I'm really not that interested in what Tammy has going on. Tammy or the T-Rex? Or the T-Rex. Well, I mean, the T-Rex is like, you know, 
tangentially important, but <laughs> one thing that I did see in this version, um, I don't know if it's because of the higher resolution or if maybe this shot wasn't in the previous version when they have Paul Walker on that like autopsy table and they've sawed his brain open and they're poking at it and they poke at a point of his brain where his leg flies up and (laughs) I'm really outing myself as a real weirdo here but um, (laughs) like that happened and I was like wait a minute did I just see Paul Walker's dick and so I had to like rewind it a few times (laughs) because when his leg flies up you can actually see somebody holding a dildo underneath him, like in between his legs, so that then in like the next shot where they poke somewhere else in his brain and he suddenly gets an erection, there's just somebody under there holding a dildo making that erection happen. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh my God, I need to go back and watch that. I did not catch <laughs> that. That is so cool. Yeah, I rewound it a couple times with like slow motion. Wow. Paused. That is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Again, there there are things that you don't expect when you're filming a movie like this. Well, a lot. But certainly not like for someone to one day make a high resolution version of this where you can catch that. Because that is awesome. Wow. I really got to I really got to check that out. But it happens fast enough that it totally could be his dick. (laughs) Wow. That's news right there. You got to bring that to uh, to your current lap on too fast to forever oh you, you better believe i will Kara. <laughs> i know you caught the showtime version of this film mm-hmm. but the dvd from vinegar syndrome actually has some special features Ooh. but the dvd is just chock full of all this like great stuff and if there's one thing again just to go back to this point if there's one thing that i really enjoy about doing this episode and this existing is that enough people care to know about these really weird films <laughs> It just makes me feel less weird, you know? Sure. (laughs) Any other things you noticed in this uh, second watch? Will there ever be a third watch? I don't think so. Not unless somebody releases a cut that's just all of my favorite parts and nothing else. (laughs) Which is basically just the party where the T-Rex shows up at the first time. Especially the sex scene in the car where the bad boyfriend is like fucking that other girl. And she's like making loud sex noises. And then the T-Rex comes up behind him. And the whole time he's yelling, I'm good, right? I'm good, right? And then she starts screaming, and uh, he doesn't realize what's... I just... I think that's so funny. Makes me laugh so hard. And then also just the last five minutes of it, where uh, Paul Walker is now a computer that Denise Richards does a sexy dance for. And both those scenes are extended in this edition. Are they? I don't know. I feel like the one at the end is not necessarily. Oh, so I, I wanted to look back and I compared and it is. It's just like, a oh, okay. li- like not by that much. It's just a little sexier in this version. Mm-hmm. While listening to the special features and stuff and some of the interviews, it's a lot of stuff we covered on the first episode, but it's just confirming pretty much everything we thought. Um, the director's... A guy he knew had a T-Rex that he was shipping, actually, to South America. And he's like, hey, I'll give you the money. Can you shoot a movie with this before I have to ship it? Thus came Tammy and the T-Rex. And why there are two cuts, though, has been answered. When the guy saw the film that was done, the R version, turned out he was pretty upset. And he was like, no, I wanted this to kind of be like a family movie. Why? <laughs> so they were forced to, like, cut out all the non-family parts and then it really never got a wide release so it didn't matter uh so that's the reason for it i don't know i feel like that is maybe 
an excuse that comes up with after the fact, which <laughs> is like, oh no, I've made a terrible movie. Maybe if we did another edit, it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, you could be because right. it's not like the other cut of it is family friendly in any <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, there is a mysterious South American character here that doesn't really, you know, that would jive with what you're saying. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. su- surprise me too much. Oh, so another thing I thought was fascinating and I wanted to bring up with you, because in the past you have been, I don't know, I don't know if we want to go so as far as an advocate, but you've pointed out instances where actor safety wasn't really taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. I feel this very film, strongly about workplace safety. Yes, yes. <laughs> this film has a pretty bad incident. So in this cut, you might have noticed some of the outdoor scenes had a beautiful coloration. Yeah, they did. To the sunsets. That's because they were dangerously close to a forest fire that they were told to evacuate by the fire department. But the director thought it looked so lovely that he bribed the fire department to keep the shoot going (laughs) the entire day. Yeah. And, you know, that's how they got those vivid colors and those vivid sunsets, though they put everyone at risk because, (laughs) I mean, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah so. there was a, a shot of the sun that looked weird, and I was like, that looks like a forest fire, <laughs> and apparently it was. <laughs> well, you clearly know your sunsets because you are correct. And my forest fires. <laughs> yeah. Forest fires, not a laughing matter, guys. We're laughing no, at the situation. But yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up as well. It was a very informative <laughs> cut of this film, and again, like you could check out this film on YouTube in its quote-unquote original version. You could support the archivist who put this together, cleaned it up, made a new version at Vinegar Syndrome. Or you could uh, just check it out on Showtime because, you know, obviously they're paying for it too. So that's not a bad thing either. Support people like this. Oh, that was the one thing I was going to ask about. Did you catch the title in the beginning? Yeah, they spelled Tammy wrong, Tammy wrong, right? Well, okay, two things. One, Tammy and the Teenage T-Rex was <laughs> the title card, and the official title of this movie is Tammy and the T-Rex. Two, it was spelled Tanny, T-A-N-N-Y, there and in the credits, and I don't understand what's happening there. Apparently, and again, it could be your theory of this all being bullshit, but apparently that was the nefarious South American T-Rex owner's idea. That's the title he wanted. Or, okay. or apparently it was, I don't know, an argument between what they wanted to name this film, which is very silly because Tanny is not even a real name, if that's the truth. Yeah, no, that's definitely a typo. <laughs> or it was a typo in one place that then got like transcribed everywhere else. And they were like, well, it's too late to fix it. Yeah, because come on, that's like... <laughs> There's never, ever been someone in the history of the earth. Okay, I could be wrong, but, you know, probably not named Tanny. I am currently Googling Tanny <laughs> South American name. <laughs> what does the name Tanny mean at names.org? Okay, it's Arabic in origin. Okay, I guess we stand corrected, possibly. Uh, let's see. Okay, well, I'm not quite sure that this is, I don't know about the veracity of these claims, because the way that this is laid out is as um, an acrostic, so down it spells Tanny, and T is for thoughtful, but caring you, A is for aspirations, many to be attained, N is for novel, don't get too complicated, N is for, I know, I don't really understand what that means, N is for noteworthy, just like your achievements, Y is for young, the years never show. So. That's one of those things that I thought was lost 
when we, when like computers and the internet really took over. But I guess people are still doing those things. That's cool. Oh, acrostics? Yeah. Okay, so just now that we're talking about this and thinking about this, of course it's a typo because they never say Tanny during the movie, no, do they? No, her okay. name's Tammy. <laughs> All right. I, I think that uh, that solves it then. So, Kara, if there's nothing more for Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex, anything <laughs> yeah, you want to plug or anything else you'd like to say to the High School Slumber Party audience? Well, nothing for me, but uh, if I can uh, plug something that might be relevant to your listeners, my friends at Zeno Mountain Farm just recently finished a movie that they've been working on for the last couple of years called Best Summer Ever. Um, it's going to be premiering a South by Southwest Film Festival this year. So um, if you go to zenomountainfarm.org, you can, I think that's their website. Actually, let me check before I give you that. <laughs> contribute to uh, the fundraising that they're doing to get the team to Austin for the film festival. It's a high school movie. It's a musical and it's amazing. It's like a fully integrated cast and crew of disabled and non-disabled performers and crew members. So I'm really excited about it and excited for them and um, yeah, relevant to your audience. Absolutely. You know, and it is xenomountainform.org. Uh... <laughs> So we'll definitely share that on social media. You had sent me the link the other day, and it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to ask you about it. So that's uh, really cool. Um, you can like them on Facebook. It's Best Summer Ever at Best Summer Movie. And yeah, bestsummerevermovie.com. Awesome. Then we'll share that on social media. And as soon as I get a chance to watch it myself, because, again, we're fundraising for other people to go to Austin, not for me to go to Austin. That'd be cool. <laughs> but let's give it to the filmmakers first. Hell Yeah. As soon as I can get a copy on that, we'll definitely review it on this show. Oh, sure. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, Kara, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you watching this film again and taking the time. And can't wait to have you on again. Yes, thank you for having me. And fuck you for making me watch this again. (laughs) (laughs) Always love hearing from Kara. So happy she was able to make the time and come back and, well, watch it and discuss it with us a little bit. I think uh, if I remember correctly from the original episode... Kara signed up for this movie, not because she had seen it or even known about it, but because she thought it was a Whoopi Goldberg film named Theodore Rex. And if you're not familiar with Theodore Rex, look that up too. (laughs) Anyway, big thank you to Kara. We'll have her on again this season, this sophomore year, that's for sure. Next up, we have Jenny O'Connell, again, the person who originally pointed Tammy and the T-Rex out to me. She definitely has some interesting takes as well, and I guess here goes. That's all music inside my brain. Sometimes I feel like I'm going insane. I feel the rumble. I feel the roars. Dance to the music of the dinosaur. Well, Jenny... Welcome. Welcome back, I should say. To... Uh, thanks for having me back. I didn't think we'd be talking about this film again, but, you know, it's a little different this time. True. It's Tammy and the T-Rex, the gore cut. Um, that's what at least it's been called. Now, what were your first impressions? What were your first thoughts? I know, you know, you were the one who actually brought this film to my attention originally. I did, yeah. And I mean, it's also an interesting experience watching the gore cut sober. So you're like, oh, okay, you can really, like, process, like, the <laughs> just the majesty of it. I think that, honestly, first impression, they should have just gone with the gore cut. Because, like, 
the PG-13 cut, it does make it ridiculous, but, like, I think the gore cut does actually elevate it a bit to, like, a higher level of camp. So you're like, oh, yeah, gore cut, look at you go. Uh, so I, I definitely agree, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, honestly, like, there's so some glory and magic and, well, I guess we'll call it the PG-13 cut. It's never got a theatrical release, as we've discussed. Right. But the, like, thing you can find on YouTube and, like, free pretty much anywhere. Oh, yeah. That's a PG-13 cut. This is the R cut. This is was supposedly what was originally intended. Of course, this company, Vinegar Syndrome, has made it look awesome. Um, so it actually, like, has more merits as, like... I'm not a big, like, camp horror guy, but it's yeah. certainly, like, more of a camp horror comedy now. Whereas before, it just kind of seemed like a shit show. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least it, it has more of a purpose. And I get that, like, Stuart had a vision yes the director and is, Stuart and Artur, <laughs> like, <laughs> but i think it actually not to give Stuart any credit because <laughs> to be fully clear he deserves no credit <laughs> but just it, it was better to stick to that vision of having it be like a a horror gore comedy and like just be really ridiculous instead of like the shit show that it was and is on youtube it's also nice to see it in, like, crisp vision, like how you would see it in a theater. You're like, the HD really brings out its awfulness. <laughs> yeah. I noticed, you know, we talked about the outfits last time, but you notice the colors in the outfits a little bit more. Oh, yeah. And just overall, it's a better movie, but like I said, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, I, if, yeah. if you had friends coming over for a party and they'd never heard of this film, which version would you show them? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, don't I legitimately don't, I don't know, know the answer to it's, that question. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I feel like for science, you know, you might have to, like, just, inst- you know, like, group test of being, like, maybe you get a little stoned and watch the PG-13 one. Maybe you, you know, get stoned and watch the R one. Like, I'm, I guess, blatantly advertising drug use. <laughs> but, you know, um... Yeah, I think it it depends because it is a slightly different experience. I I think in some ways it it is a little funnier to laugh at the the neutered cut just because it's so ridiculous and you know that it's supposed to be like a little bit like gorier. I hate the word edgy, but you know (laughs) that like someone, probably Stuart, was like, yeah, I want to make an edgy film. (laughs) luckily for everyone like this dvd if you do end up getting it well it comes with the blu-ray and it comes with the dvd and both have a lot of special features and the pg-13 cut as well so you could compare if you wanted to it's such an interesting film it's such a unique film just want to point out some of the things i noticed that were different in this one and you know feel free to add as well language was something that you know we saw a lot of f-bombs in this I don't know for the better or the worse, but it certainly, again, felt more like an R cut. I don't know if you remember this, but specifically, there's a time where the sheriffs are about to say a pretty homophobic Oh, yeah. I mean, that, like, definitely is not something. I endorse weed, but not homophobia. Of course. So, like, that, I was kind of, I was pretty, like, (gasps) aghast, being like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But... I'm happy it wasn't more homophobic. No, no, and that's good. Low bar to cross, but still, that did take me out of the moment for for just, like, a good bit. And again, Tammy's friend, what is his name in the film? Byron? Or... Byron, yes. Yeah, yeah. Byron is, you know, a gay character, which is great to see. 
you know, the film could have been more homophobic, if that makes sense. It really could have. <laughs> it wasn't. Unless they just didn't, you know, when they were redoing this, they cut it out of this version as right. well. You know, which I guess is I Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like this version was definitely missing some sort of, like, sex scene. And, like, I don't know if they filmed one. I kind of hope they didn't, just for, like, <laughs> the sake of Denise Richards and yeah. Paul Walker of, like, ooh. And we'll definitely, like, talk a little bit about the gore. But let's talk about, like, that. I mean, I thought there would be more nudity. Not like I wanted it. Like, right. Just, like, no, I, I thought so, to play, too. Like, a Especially, like, girl. considering Stuart, director of Mac and Me and his visual taste. And, like, <laughs> I would not have been surprised. Maybe not from, like, Denise Richards, but, like, one of, like, the other, like, the goose, who I call her, because she does the, the goose thing from top gun oh. and just like bites at people <laughs> i'm just like you know i i would have expected her maybe because like they make her like the bad slutty character yeah, potential she just, porn like, star they imply you know, yeah i'm like a little surprised honestly i mean they did keep the the denise richards like pseudo striptease which props to her she quick changed like a pro <laughs> and i think it's a little bit more um we see a little bit more of yeah. that striptease and it more is implied and again, we're talking about the ending striptease with the brain. Yeah. Um, oh, man. his <laughs> brain and the, and the camcorder. But there was one disappointment, and I think you kind of alluded to it, was there were a lot of rumors that there was a T-Rex, Denise Richards, sex scene. I don't know if it was in the script or filmed or whatever, and yeah. I thought we might get that here. Yeah, we don't. We don't. I mean, maybe it's like a an Ark of the Covenant kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like it's in a warehouse, in a box, away from human eyes, because our brains would explode, you know? It's possible. It's very possible. Now, on the other hand, though, I mean, no pun intended, since it is in widescreen, we do see the full shot of that, and the T-Rex's hand is on our butt in that shot. Oh, yeah. No, that was just (laughs) well done. Slow claps for everyone involved with that decision-making. So, I mean... Whereas there was some ambiguity of whether they had sex or not, mm. I think this cut clearly shows that there was some, at least some yeah. sexual tension between them, at the very least, and there could have been yeah, a they sexual moment here. Yeah, they strongly imply it. There's also the brilliant, this isn't T-Rex related, but like I wish that they called it back to this moment where um, Paul Walker kisses the condom before he <laughs> goes off to see Denise Richards. Yeah, I don't know if that was person. in the original cut. I'm like, why couldn't you just like, you know, have the T-Rex like kiss the condom with its little T-Rex hands? <laughs> Instead of like biting that yellow rose, he could yeah. have like kissed the condom. Right? And then she'd be like, like, oh my god, it would spare her just agonizing minutes of charades. She really tried. And, you know, like, I think that this movie overall cements me as a Denise Richards fan. I'll say it. Props to her. Props to Lady. Lady rocks it out. <laughs> <laughs> like The Blu-ray came with a lot of special features. Not, like, crazy ones. Yeah. There's a big interview with the director that's, like, 20 minutes long, I think, uh, Stuart Raffle. Or I think his yeah, name. yeah. His, I, I think that's right. I mean, he's definitely a Stuart. And he's <laughs> from London, and it just makes so much sense. And there wasn't too much more, honestly, we learned that, like, we didn't cover in the last episode on Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. You know, a refresher. Like, he basically, a friend of his got this T-Rex... Uh, robot, or he made it for like a theme park in Texas, and it was like, "Hey, I have a million dollars. Can we make a movie in like a month or something?" 
Oh, it was three weeks. Oh, three weeks? Yeah. yeah. So I was giving him too much credit. Oh, yeah. Three weeks. So he wrote, casted, with, along with his wife, uh, produced everything for this movie mm-hmm. in, in three weeks. And it shows. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's like, I, I wrote that screenplay in a draft. And it's like, yep clearly like the the camera guy i think is brand new or like the editor like trimmed trees for a living (laughs) originally yeah so like very much lived up to stewart and his artistic vision one thing i did learn from that though is why this cut exists and why the pg-13 cut exists Mm. so the guy apparently who paid for the t-rex like he really wanted this film for South America, for some reason. Yeah, they, he doesn't explain that. He, like, goes into these tangents about, like, climate change and how he's, like, 6'6 and trained and, animals since he was 18. Yeah, and not in, like, a, a political way, just, like, like, a tangent way, yeah. Yeah, just, like, in a very, like, rambly, you know, like, thankfully not, like, a Terry Gilliam kind of thing, <laughs> but more just kind of, like, a weird, like, he, he didn't keep an eyeline. So, like, if you watch it, you'll see. Like, he, like, looks down at you yeah like he said like he said he's six six it's unsettling but like he just goes off on these random tangents and finds his way back to the question but doesn't fully answer the question of like why south america <laughs> and like the dutch guy who like got... yeah, yeah he was like a dutch south american so when he saw the cut he was like no 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 this is too much and then apparently, like, he cut it differently for those audiences. And that's the copy we've been getting. Yeah. Um, again, the PG-13 cut. But this is a nice, restored R yeah. cut. <laughs> right. um, and again, I'm not the biggest, like, gore guy. I'm not the, yeah. like... I, mean, I get the comedy more now in this cut rather than yeah. the chaos of the other. Yeah, cut. this cut seems a little bit more intentional with the comedy. And, like, as far as gore goes... I don't know. I'm I'm very mixed about it. Like sometimes I can appreciate some good special effects. Other times, you know, there's that argument to be made about how like films are violent and who is the violence directed at and like all of, you know, those things for me are very mood based. But I appreciate that they kept it in like a low budget red corn syrup. Like, they used so many mannequins. Like Oh my God, the mannequins in this. Cheesy, corny gore is like... Just chef's kiss. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of these fun moments, and I think the overall impression here, again, for better or worse, because it's almost like, like, should we have known that the movie was just purposeful? Because it kind of was funny knowing, like, that that was the only other cut that existed. Oh, yeah. But it's very clear in this cut that the film did not take itself seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly. Like, and I (laughs) I appreciate that, because... I don't know, as much as I love, like, a good, you know, serious film, like, you know, like, (laughs) I know we've talked so much about, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I can't imagine him doing, like, this film. (laughs) He probably would have elevated it, but, like, (laughs) I think that we should have more fun films that take chances instead of just being like, oh, let's see how we can make a hit and, like, reach the common denominator like tammy and the t-rex did not give a fuck (laughs) like no fucks at all like i don't know who the audience was really supposed to be like well clearly no one because well uh, well, actually we do know it was supposed to be some random south american people yeah (laughs) (laughs) but again i mean who was stewart's intended audience i don't know i think people who appreciate these kind of films and i hope it takes on a new life in this cut i hope people start to see it and 
Yeah, I hope so too. But I also liked seeing it the first time in that PG-13 cut. Yeah, I feel like it might be like, I don't know. It might be wise to see like the shitty YouTube version and then see like the full masterpiece. Where you're like, and you can, you know, like compare contrast that way. I don't know. It's it's tricky. I guess like the movie, maybe just don't think too hard about it and like follow <laughs> your heart. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. If I had to make a suggestion, I would definitely see it the way we saw it, like the PG-13 version and then this version. Yeah. But I get it both ways. I mean, yeah. I might watch the PG-13 version again. I might overanalyze a movie that should never be overanalyzed. But that's what we're doing now with right. a second episode on Tammy. And the T-Rex. I mean, honestly, like, things that I would love to see for this movie, like an academic paper. I, I know we talked about it before in the the OG episode, but, you know, like, analyze it. <laughs> <laughs> Write about it. Like, talk about it in, in film courses. And then also, this one is a stretch, but I would love to see, like... Just even if it's like a, a sketch of, like, taking really great actors and giving them this script and being like, okay... Meryl Streep, cry about your boyfriend, his brain is in a T-Rex, you know? <laughs> like, I would love to see that. Or, like, Christian Bale, like, oh my god, how method would he go? It would be great. Just an idea for Hollywood if they want to they wanna try it out. <laughs> now, the other special features are um, interviews with some of the other actors. A couple of them are not, like, the leads here. Mm. Of course, you're not going to get an interview with Paul Walker now, but every single actor said it was awesome working with Paul Walker, which is interesting to say. It it was his first film. It was one of Denise Richards' first film. And the aforementioned there, Denise Richards actually gives an interview for this DVD. She does. And like, she does not give a fuck. And I love it. Like she, you know, is just kind of like, hey, it's early work. I don't care. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't. You're like, super rich <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was so nice and refreshing yeah like, the interview is her clearly in some like mansion right l- yeah looking... there's like an orchid in the background yeah. <laughs> like she looking looks pretty great, similarly you know? to what she did <laughs> like all things considered how many years ago it was like yeah. she looks like tammy and she even mentions in the interview that no one in any interview ever has ever asked her about tammy and the t-rex yeah which i find surprising like i <laughs> I mean, that would probably be one of, like, the first things I ask her about. Second might be her eyebrows, because she has oh, great eyebrows. Amazing eyebrows. Amazing eyebrows. But, yeah, I, I also appreciate that she didn't give a fuck, but she also was, like, listening to the interviewer's questions and, like, trying to give, you know, actual responses. It's not like she was, like, dismissive and, like, oh, no, I'm too good for Tammy the T-Rex. she did not seem condescending at She's all. She's like, oh, yeah, no, they had me, like, ride this T-Rex and there was, like, a fire going on in the background and I'm just, like, <laughs> on a T-Rex. I'm like, yeah. And talking about her process, about how it, it would be hard, I can imagine, to, like, cry about your boyfriend's brain inside of a T-Rex, having to work with, like, an animatronic T-Rex and, like, act and be feelings. I'm like, damn, that's... It's not an easy task. Like, No, and she talked about it. Like, she's like, great. Essentially, her reaction was, when she got cast, great, I'm in a movie. Yeah. I haven't really done this before. <laughs> oh, wait, how am I going to cry to, like, a fake T-Rex? Yeah, yeah. I feel like both of them, you know... I enjoyed their performances. You know, like, will I say that they're, like, Viola Davis levels of good? Probably not. But, like, you know, also an unfair (laughs) scale, mayhaps. But still, I think they were very enjoyable. And honestly, like, you go. Four for you. 
just like <laughs> it is relatable that she talks about having to run in heels a lot and i'm like oof because she is in heels like a lot of the film she is running and like props to her those were probably long long ass days <laughs> And, like, not so comfortable. She rocked it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was great, honestly. Like, I either expected her to be condescending or to just, like, I don't know, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it didn't feel like either. No, it felt like she was being authentic to herself and, like, you know, was giving giving answers that you'd want to hear. Where it's like, yeah. Like, I, I'm happy to know that, like, she's at least nice enough to, like, you know, give an interviewer some time and, like, really be open about her experience i'm like you know happy about that because yeah she definitely could have just been like i'm made of money i don't need you bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah she could have either said i can't believe i was in this film yeah it was it's so ridiculous or she'd have been like this was the greatest film in the world i was so blessed to be a part of it no she was like real with us and yeah again denise richards if you're listening out there Thank you. Yes, um, Denise. <laughs> we didn't get to check out, and, and I'll probably do it later, the interview with Sean Whalen, who played Weasel. We did see a little bit of the interview with George Pilgrim, and he played Billy. Mm-hmm. Basically, <laughs> what I wanted to listen to it for was the whole testicular... Uh, oh, yeah, the testicular standoff. Standoff. Like, yeah. That he's in, of course, that famous scene where him and Paul Walker are grabbing each other's junk for a while. Mm. Um, Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, the the title really draws you in yes. for that interview. And you're like, I want to hear all about this. But then when he starts getting into the story that you can tell, he's like, he's told at many a dinner party. Like, <laughs> well, I would is... too, to be fair. I would yeah. too. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Not not to kick this dude while he's down, but just it, it, it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> like, well, he it... didn't include any like juicy details you know like i'm not expecting him to like you know be like his dick was this big (laughs) but like (laughs) just something about like the process or the fight itself i guess one of the the sheriffs had a heart attack on set that was yeah that that was like whoa okay and it was like okay it took him a while to get to that though i think it was more like a structuring and pace issue i think the most interesting part of his story was not necessarily like what he was saying because once you've seen it on screen, nothing's going to get more ridiculous than it. So oh, yeah. a story's not going to explain it. Yeah. But just the idea of the late Paul Walker and him like going into each other's trailers or essentially being like, yo, bro, we got to do this. <laughs> right. And like, I think the stunt coordinator was giving them like cups. Yeah, yeah. And, and he like didn't want to use and the And I don't cups. think they did they eventually. Don't, yeah, yeah. They yeah. went all natural. I'm yeah, like, they, they went method, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, this is a real treasure. It's awesome. I was a little afraid that like, you know, you hear like re-releases and extended editions and there's like really no difference. There right. was a lot of clear differences in this. Again, the whole like brain scene is kind of well, added. There right? also was the, I, I don't know the character's name. He was like the, the scientist, like the assistant. With the oh, glasses. Oh, yes. He was so manic. <laughs> it's a character he... that doesn't get a lot of lines in the PG-13 version. Oh, yeah, the like... PG-13 one. He, like, is so, like, subdued and, like, cut down from this one. It is, like, insane. He goes cu- almost full cage, like, just <laughs> with his, like, enthusiasm and his, like, gestures, like, the choices he makes. I'm like, okay, like, you are going for it. But yeah, I, I do feel for him. That must be hard to like get cut out and like, you know, you, you're expecting to like see yourself laughing maniacally covered in blood and then, you know, you're just like an assistant. 
<laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do feel bad because he, he had his role significantly cut down. But then again, how bad can we feel if no one saw the movie anyway? Yeah. And now we're seeing his full glory and his f- full performance. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff with like Terry Kaiser, who, pl- who plays the mad scientist. That stuff is like amplified and added. A lot of cutting, a lot of squirting, for lack of a better Right? I know. Maybe they thought that South America couldn't handle Terry. I think they were wrong about that. (laughs) But again, I'm not the Dutch editor that fixed this, so I can't really say. Maybe he knows. I thought we should have gotten a little bit more Byron, you know? Oh, yeah. Byron was such a standout. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that, like, if this were a better film, I would have wanted to hear, like, Byron's perspective about being, like, one of the only queer men of color in, like, a very white place. And it's not, like, ignored. They talk about it. Yeah, they talk about it. That would have been a good perspective. Like, if if Ava DuVernay wanted to really class this up and, like, explore the life of a police chief's kid who's like (laughs) gay and black and like the police are like garbage so it's like interesting 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 but yeah i i respect the dude who plays byron like i i think that it must be tricky obviously this is such an obvious (laughs) statement wow you know it's tricky being a person of color in hollywood you know trying to get roles i think he did a good job and it's like the thing that it intrigued me was like he was definitely like a very stereotypical character but like he didn't play it like a stereotype i really think that was good it was like good job yeah no i mean uh, i again i've always liked this character when watching this film unfortunately as we discussed last time this guy kind of fell off the map and it's unfortunate it's unfortunate i would have loved a commentary with him oh my god totally i'd love to know what he thinks of this movie and like (laughs) You know, what he thought of his scenes with, like, Denise. Yeah, well, what he's up to. I'd really like to know that. I hope he's doing well. Anything else you wanted to mention from this gore cut of Tammy and the T-Rex? Ooh. Um, hmm. I mean, nothing that I can... Well, okay. I mean, they had, like, the surgery scenes so different where they, like, have their... Is it too spoilery to go into about, like, how they, like, built... Somebody built, like, a fake penis to like erect and like wave around oh i forgot yeah yeah where they're like you know trying to like show how the brain works like once they've like cut open his head you know he's like pressing you know the different nerve endings like making his arm go and then it's just like you know boner joke and you're like oh wow (laughs) yeah the whole again taking out the brain scene is yeah something we we don't really see yeah way more intense than the the pg cut which honestly like i usually get freaked out by like surgery scenes but this one did not (laughs) freak me out at all just because it's like that level of cheesy where you're like oh my god (laughs) this does not look realistic at all and i love it like you can tell where they replace a mannequin and like (laughs) you know it's it's great i mean i don't know if i can add much more to this cut of Tammy and the T-Rex. Honestly, I feel like it's something that you should just see with a group of friends. You know, mystery science theater, this bitch. I agree. I couldn't agree more. That's a great way to put it. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for stopping by again and and watching this and and discussing it. Yeah, no problem. And also just giving a... A shout out to Exile PR, who is helping redistribute this film and you know bringing it into the light, so we can appreciate the masterpiece of 
Stewart <laughs> and <laughs> Tammy and the T-Rex, which, oh, the title, I forgot. Oh, yeah, um, we should mention that. Yeah, I thought it was such a font error. Like, they, the fonts are so 90s, and it, it looked like it said Tanny. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Like, is this just a weird 90s M? Like, what's going on? It does say Tanny. And the T-Rex. And it's originally... <laughs> no, no, no. Tanny like, and the Teenage yeah, t- uh, yeah. Rex or T-Rex, Which, something like that. You know, it feels like whoever shortened it to Tammy and the T-Rex, like, way <laughs> to just, like, the Facebook it, you know? <laughs> like, it's much cleaner. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex. I mean, I also... Oh, what the hell kind of name is Tanny? I know, right? <laughs> I also want to know, there. there's one question I have... I doubt it's going to get answered, but it looked like one of the background posters said Keanu for president. Oh, for I the... saw it was like half of it in the gym. Yeah, and I really want to know if someone did that because I, I agree. I mean, I know it was like a student body, you know, whatever, but like, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> so uh, where can people follow you, Jenny? Anywhere? Uh, Any... They can follow me on Instagram at Jenny.O'Connell. And if you want to get some memes, Jenny the Bets XO, but... Yeah, I don't really use Facebook, and if you want to see me in person, you can check out uh, Chemical X. It's a Powerpuff Girl improv show that I'm in. I'm playing Blossom, and it's every fourth Tuesday at the Under St. Mark's Theater if you're in New York. And I'm playing Blossom. Yeah, I need to check that out as well. You do. It's the fourth Tuesday of every month. Check it out. (laughs) Can't wait. And again, once again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank thank you you for for having me. Thank you for bringing Tammy and the T-Rex originally into my life. Of course, it's what I do, it's what I live for. Big thank you to Jenny. Love having her on. Loved having her spill her opinions on this because she's, again, the one who brought this film to my attention. So I was so glad we were able to discuss it one more time, for better or worse, but Tammy and the T-Rex, whoo, interesting. I don't think I'll see a movie like this ever again, that's for sure. I definitely want to check out that Powerpuff Girls improv show she's in in Brooklyn. You guys should check it out, too. Look it up. Um, It's supposed to be really cool. And, hey, if you go, say hi to Jenny for me. Be like, hi, Brian from High School Slumber Party sent you. Um, Well, don't do it during the performance. I know it's improv, but still not cool, guys. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about your homework for next week, shall we? It's not a rewatch. It's actually, well, I've seen this film before, but it's been a really long time. I'm really curious how it ages. The film is The Girl Next Door. I will always remember. I'll always remember. I will always remember. I will always remember. Remember. I will always remember The Girl Next Door. Whoa. Oh, my God. She's so hot. What channel did? Dude, what the? Matthew! Matthew, come down here. What are we gonna do about this? No. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, she comes to your house and she makes you strip, okay? Where is she to do Damn. Should've kissed her. So, you can figure this out. You just need a girl. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? I don't know. Someone who's gonna push him. Ooh, boxers. That's my principal. <laughs> You're friends with D, huh? Yeah. Well, we're, um, we're kind of going out. <laughs> Someone who's gonna make him do things he never thought he could do. Dude. 
I know. Get in. <laughs> Alright, what? Matthew, you live in a crazy world. That's not her. Yeah, it is. Cool. Matt, she's a porn star, okay? Dude, what would you have Katie? Don't mess this up. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Please, please, Matt. I just want to let you know you're better than this. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. It means you don't steal my girl unless you're ready to accept the consequences. Things get bad, just bolt, okay? What happened? You got that. There's nothing you can do about it now. Yeah, there is. Coming. I'm all wet. Can I come in? Uh, uh. <laughs> I know. Dude. I know. I'm kind of uncomfortable watching this with you. Dude, learn to like it. That should be an interesting one. So your homework next week is to watch The Girl Next Door. And my guest next week will be a returning guest, but we haven't had him on in a while. That's my good friend, Wesley Vina. And your homework, of course, is to come back next Friday when we have our wonderful podcast, our wonderful high school slumber party. We meet up again, we crawl into our sleeping bags, and we just have a good time talking high school movies. Thanks for, you know, checking out this episode. I know it was a different one. I hope you liked it. I'm trying to do some, you know, different kind of episodes this year. 2020, you know, new year, new you, new me. Not new high school slumber party, but a little bit of, you know, I don't know, changes, but not in a bad way. Your parents aren't getting divorced. It's nothing like that. It's just some unique, unique things. Not that I'm getting bored or tired of you guys. I love you guys. Maybe, maybe I think you're getting bored or tired of me. Maybe I'm insecure, lonely, and sad. Or maybe I just need to crawl into my sleeping bag. (sighs) Go to bed. And wake up tomorrow for a brand new day. Okay, that was a weird way to end things. I apologize. Oh, how could I forget? If you haven't had enough of Tammy and the T-Rex, guess what? The guys over at Too Fast Too Forever, another wonderful show on the Cage Club Podcast Network that talks about the Fast and Furious franchise forever, pretty much, in every imaginable way you could ever conceive. Well, they did a Tammy and the T-Rex episode as well. Why? Because Paul Walker's in this film, and it just makes so much sense. I think on the first go-around where we discussed Tammy and the T-Rex, we mentioned how this might technically be Paul Walker's first car chase film because he's technically the T-Rex, and he's being chased in that pickup truck. I know it's a stretch, but whatever. But definitely, definitely check that out. I listened to it. It was hilarious. It was great. It was awesome to see two people who really hadn't seen the movie before dissect it and, well, with a different lens than what we do here. And speaking of Too Fast, Too Forever, you want to, you know, stay posted to their feed, I guess, or the Cage Club Podcast Network's website, cageclub.me, if I haven't said that enough, because I'll be a guest with Caragale O'Regan on that show for their Hobbs and Shaw episode coming out soon. So you want to check that out as well. 
Woo, that's a much, much brighter note to leave this show with. So, thank you so much, guys. See you next week. Later, dudes. It's over. Go home. Go.